be fun. Mm-hmm. I just figured you guys would be once I know you and I would get to catch up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And two, like you guys are have the cultural background from coming from Ghana, so yeah. Um, yeah, we can get personal too. You know, if you have like a, if you have a story that makes people cry, you know, it's yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and you guys are the boy. Like your friendship too is really cool. So, it's something we want to talk about. So, we're just we're cool to get on Abba. It's all around. All right, let's just go. Go make the magic. Zaki, Muhammad Zaki, Zaki, Neymar, is still going by Neymar? Yes. <laughs> and Umar Farouk, UFO. Um, we're just here because um, we want to do this podcast on adding a different perspective into Michigan athletics um, and what the student athlete kind of encapsulates, both student-wise and academic, excuse me, student-wise and athletic-wise. Yeah. Um, so for us, we thought we'd open up with Zaki and Umar's stories just because they come from Tamale, Ghana. Mm-hmm. Um, Zaki is an econ major. Yes. Yes. And Umar is a sociology major. Yeah. And they both kind of embody what it means to be a student athlete here at the University of Michigan. Um, what kind of get into their schedules and whatnot and the busyness of the day-to-day life of an athlete and the ups and downs. Um, I know you guys have definitely, both of you, dealt with injuries. So that's been really tough, too. So um, I just wanted to start off by noting the W last night. Um, over Notre Dame, yeah. Yeah. Ranked in the, they were top 10 in the country or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can you guys give us like the ins and outs of the games, kind of what was going on and in your head? I know you guys, didn't, you guys are coming back from injury, right? Yeah. yeah. So in the 1-0 victory with the penalty, yeah. I saw the, the celebrations in the locker room. Oh, yeah. Afterwards, which I missed. So can you just give us like what was going on through the heads, the coaches and whatnot? I mean, um, it was a huge win for sure. Cause um, um, after the game, I talked to the coaches. Cause we've always had like a good game against them, and for some reason, they always find a way to beat us. Yeah. And so yesterday, like going to the game, we just had to talk to ourselves and just make sure like we're on the game, like at the right at the get go. Cause we always play good against them. We just gotta take our chances. Mm-hmm. And then we did that, and yeah, we got the win. So everyone was happy. Yeah. Exactly. And Zach, you got in too, right? Yeah. I think I saw a picture when, when Nash scored the goal. Yeah. Yeah. In the yeah. Celebrating <laughs> in the background. Yeah, because, I mean, I, uh, I've been sitting outside on the bench watching the team play, and every time we play, we've been dominating a lot, and we're playing really well. And then it's just like uh, sometimes it sucks that you play really well but never get away with the win. Um, and then yesterday was a, a great example of uh, taking advantage of your own performance and then winning the game because we played really well. Everyone said it. Um, our coaches were all happy, and um, we ended up getting the dub because we deserved to win yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it was a great feeling. Even though I played a few minutes, I was still happy for the whole team because a win is a win. Yeah. And we celebrate together, so it was awesome. Yeah, exactly. One goes, we all go, right? Exactly. Exactly. I, when I played with you guys last year, like the energy that you guys have and the joy you guys bring to the game, it definitely plays on the pitch as like a confluence. And I can see it when you guys, in your play with the flair that you have, Umar going up and down the line, the, the trickery that you have, and you as well with some of the flicks. How is like your background coming from Tamale, Ghana, and that kind of culture and like the different kind of aspects of the game kind of shaped how you've played? Because you guys definitely embrace the creative side of the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think for me personally, uh, growing up in Ghana, I played on the streets a lot, and the street soccer is basically just tricks and trying to make fun of like with the ball and trying to make people laugh and mm-hmm. um, enjoy playing. It was not basically just scoring goals; it was more like having fun with the ball. Yeah, I think that's where I got my um, my trickery from, I guess, because. Every time I had the ball when I was back home, I wanted to do something to get the crowd all cheering and laughing. And, you know, um, and I think that played a huge part in my development as a soccer player. And mm-hmm. I think it still reflects on how I play. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I agree with Zaki. I also grew up like playing on the streets and like we just play for fun, like basically like no rules, you know, and, like I mean, if you lose a game, like it's fine because like you're just trying to learn. And then um, when we both went to Right to Grip, they kind of shaped us into like the more like um, technical based stuff. So we just kind of combined both, mm-hmm. just, like just like translating our games now. So. Exactly, and you can definitely see that. By the way, you guys both yeah. play on the pitch. So like in growing up in Ghana and playing in the streets, like how? Because obviously, like you were scouted somehow and made it here. What's that process like in Ghana? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is a crazy process. So, um, so what happened was uh, we both played for our high school, not like uh, our primary schools. Club we called them like club schools. Like like club teams. Like club teams, mm-hmm. like local club teams. And, um, and then there was like a trial going on for uh, our local clubs for like to select players to take to this academy called Right to Dream. And um, so our coach like the whole family was like invited for the tournament um and then the, the scouts came over from the Accra which is like 12 hours away from our hometown um and then what happened when every single team got to play and they showcased the, the talent and every team had like 10 minutes to play against each other so they could wow. see the talent and they picked out of how many teams I think there were more than 30 teams who played in the tournament I think yeah over yeah, like over, thousands of over kids, thousands of like, kids and they picked only so, 11. <laughs> yeah, you have to show these no yeah. within like in 10 minutes. Yeah, in 10 minutes. You have 10 minutes to play games because there were so many teams and there's yeah. so many players that you have to look at. So everyone had 10 minutes. Um, and they only picked like, they picked like 11 out of the entire um, tournament, which was more than like 1,000 kids. Um, and Farouk and I were fortunate we made, it, we made the first 11. And so they did that for Tamale. And they went to other regions, just like you have states in the United States, like Connecticut, um, all these different states. They do mm-hmm. the same for all the other regions in Ghana. So they picked 11 out of their tournament, 11, 11 from every single region. And they bring all the 11s together now, all the top 11s together in the yeah, middle part of Ghana. So that's like all these 11 from 10 regions. That's 110 players again. Mm-hmm. And then they select from those 11 another 11. Jesus. So that 11 ends up the, best of the, the best. best of the best that they wow. chose from all those regions come together. Yeah. And then now they have to take those 11 um, to the academy. So the academy is where we find... So that was the third trial. The academy, you get to compete with the academy players already. So the guys that are already there, who had the scholarship and everything there, you, you, we, uh, we, the 11 players, came there. We had to play against them. And that's when they used to, like, uh, they look at us. They're like, okay, yeah, we can now pick this guy because he's better. He's, he's competing with the academy world, like, guys very well and all that. Mm-hmm. And they picked three of us. It was me, Farouk, and another kid. Just three? Yeah, three. So the entire year of trials, only picked three. <laughs> After the first trials, like, there's a thousand kids. Like, yeah. you obviously played well, but did you think, like, oh, they, they noticed and they're going to find me? Because those odds are so small. Well, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, like, we play for fun. So when I was playing, I enjoy it. They could see that, hey, this guy loves to play. Like, he's loving it. Because when you love something, mm-hmm. you do it with passion and you, you get to do it well. 
So then I think that's how they saw us play, and they were like, oh, yeah, they enjoy playing, and then they're, like, good players as well, and they like, very tricky, and they understand the game, and mm -hmm. I think that's mm -hmm. what played a part in, like, we getting selected and then competing with other people on different part of Ghana as well, coming together, and then... So they don't, in, in general, the trial was for, like, three months. It went for three months. Wow. And then they ended up picking only three players. It was me, him, and another kid, and nice. that was it. Everyone else went home. Also, I think like um, like your character like plays a huge role in it too, to for for being like selected. Cause yeah. like maybe like after like the trial, you can like help the coaches like pick up the cones or like get the balls, get the like the jerseys. Yeah, like, sure. yeah if you yeah. do that, like you kind of stand out because the yeah, coaches see out. them like, oh, this kid is not only just good at soccer; he has like a great personality and like yeah. his character is good. So I think those things like and there was an academic factor too yeah, we had to take an exam to show how <laughs> I could, how intellectually smart you were because yeah. the academy is about yeah. soccer it's like about your character and like how good you are yeah, yeah. academically like they, they don't just want to recruit players that are going to come and play soccer and not take school serious because the academy it, it's uh, it's not just a soccer academy it's like an academic acad academy and also like a, a character program academy where they they factor all these three to make a decision on who they want to um, give a scholarship to. Yeah. So you had to be good at all these three areas to get into the academy. So I think we somehow passed it all. <laughs> somehow. Somehow. Did the academics come in at a later point after the first trial? Yeah, so they see you play, then the academ academics come next. Okay. And then when you get to the academy, that's when they, um, they um, start to like uh, take into account of your character. Mm -hmm. They start looking at you, monitoring you. Like see how your real life is gonna be around the, the details, the details, right. and they wouldn't tell, but they just monitor you. Mm -hmm. So it all like uh, it was all part of the trial. So exactly. Did, did you guys know at the first trial like that your goal was to make it all the way? Or were you just having fun and they had said you're good and you're like, oh shit, let me take this seriously. I mean, for me personally, my goal was to get out there because like yeah. every child's goal in Ghana growing up is like I want to be a professional soccer player and we, we like mm -hmm. we don't have that opportunities in, in Tamale so like when you get that chance you gotta do what you gotta do to make it you know you gotta yeah. try your best you know mm -hmm. yeah, yeah it's play with like a certain tenaciousness too to yeah. it yeah that makes sense that's right did you guys meet then at this academy like the we first time we knew each other before that we knew each other before yeah way back to, yeah cause our schools too, we went to two different schools that were like I think Ten minutes apart. Yeah, like rivals. Like we're rivals. So we like we like there was a street rival schools. Yeah, rival yeah. schools, <laughs> and then we play against each other. Yeah. So and then we also live close at home, like uh, our houses are really yeah, like, close. Yeah. So we knew each other even before that, and we play against each other in like uh, primary school, like when we were like kids. We like play against each other and all basically. that. Yeah. Um, and then we got to play in a tournament again, and then we got selected together, and then that's just when we just started going for it together. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. How do you think, like, you handled the pressure of that? Is it just the aspect of growing up and playing just for fun? But, like, there's certain pressures that come in, right? Because you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. that, you know, only 11 kids make this. Yeah. So how did you guys handle that? Uh, I think for me personally, um, um, after I got recruited and then I was going to go to the academy to finish my, like, final trial, my dad didn't even want me to go because he, he's a very academic guy. Go to school, go to school. Mm -hmm. So um, it was very tough for me to actually leave because my mom was my only supporter who wanted to push me to go play. And um, I think, so when I left and I went to the academy, the only concern I had was my dad. I wanted to make it because if I didn't make it and come back home, he's going to be like, I told you not to go, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was one of the biggest pressure. And then also I've never been away from home for that long, three months and stuff. So it was a, it was a hard time yeah. for me, but yeah. 
that was, I think, one of my challenges. Yeah, um, similar to what Zaki just said. For me, like, my dad actually wanted me to play, but my mom was like, she wanted me to stay and go to school. But at the same time, like, I mean, like, the living conditions at home is not that great, you know? Like, um, I have, like, a lot of siblings, and, like, taking care of them is, is difficult. So that was, like, my, like, point. That's what I used to, like, um, like com convince them to let me go because like if I go I'm kind of like relieving the pressure from them because like right dream will take care of me in terms of academic sports mm -hmm. and eventually like if I do well I can get a scholarship to come study to the United States so that was my point that I used to like convince my mom and she allowed me to come because like living home I mean it's tough living home like at age what like nine ten yeah. and it's hard but like at the same time you know like it's not that easy growing back home so like yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she was tough. The living conditions so like allowed me to like leave. Yeah, yeah. Well, you two guys were friends going through trials, right? But yeah. there's like such a small amount of spots. Did you ever like find yourself like, oh, we both want to make it, but like, I'd rather make it than neither of us. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> we played the same position too. Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. We both started playing. I, I was a striker. He was a striker. So yeah. like, we mm -hmm. actually played the same position. So we just had to do what we had to do. Yeah, if it's on, like he, he does his thing. If I'm on, like I do my thing. Because yeah, we all yeah. know our strength. Like I'm, I'm fast. So mm -hmm. I just use it, and he's like tricky with the ball. He mm -hmm. likes like. So how did like when the results came out? Is it like how do you see it? And are you like oh? Then you like are you nervous to ask the next per ask each other if like they got it or not? Or how it did that happen? It was more like it wasn't announced. They just say name. Like, they they say the say names. Name. Like in front of the group. Yeah, yeah in front of the group. Oh. <laughs> That's the hard part. Like, they just oh call your name. You if you don't know your name, then like you know name, it's, out. it's over. Yeah. Because, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know it was it was it was hard. I think it was very nervous. Like never never crack like never cracking too because I felt like I like I feel like I wanted to make it at the same time I wanted to stay home. Like, you yeah. know, because, like, you want to be with your friends. You're going somewhere you never... I've never been to, like... Besides, I've never traveled out of my own region. Yeah. I was in Tamale my entire life until mm -hmm. then. So it was, like, going to a completely new place. Yeah. No friends, different no language, family, like, different language. No one is there. Mm -hmm. like, so, what are you willing to sacrifice for success? Exactly. So it was a different environment for me. <laughs> yeah, and the transition coming over to America, playing high schools yeah. with a new family... Like, a new friends, a new identity, almost. Yeah. How, how did you guys manage that transition? After you, you'd gone through all of this, the nerve-wracking stage, yeah. just trying like to... You guys it. were essentially, like, the best of Ghana. Right? Yeah. Honestly. And then you come here, and, like, people don't know that. Yeah. Like, right? So how is that... How does that play in your head? Um, for me, like, it was, it was tough, to be honest. My first year was hard, because, like, um, like, the language, like, people spoke really fast here, so it was just hard for me to understand. Mm -hmm. And, like, the food, too. Like, I had to adjust <laughs> to the food. And, like, the cold, too. I had to adjust to the cold. And and also, like, um, my first game here, like, I kind of, I broke both collarbones. So, yeah. like, which was, like, tough for me, because, like, I, I didn't know anyone, you know, like, yeah. I was in the health center all by myself. And mm -hmm. like, it was just tough to, like, get together, like, mentally, like, try to keep me going. But, yeah, it was it was hard for me my first year, but like I said, I just had to do what I had to do because like I'm, I wasn't homesick at all because I was pretty much used to it, like living away from my family because I know what I want in future. So mm -hmm. I used that as a motivation to like keep going when things aren't going my way. How did like the play style differ from the academy in Ghana to like high school in the U.S.? Um, in the academy in Ghana, we have like a it's like a British system, okay. so like. 
So everything's like what we learned is like a little bit different from like the U.S. system. Yeah. Yeah. So like when I got here, I had to like, especially like we went to like a private school and like it's totally different. We had like we had to take like certain courses, which like we had we had no idea like about never heard of <laughs> courses. So it's just like sometimes you be in class, you just sit there like, oh god, what am I doing? Like I don't know what's going on. But yeah. But the school had like a great support system. Like they had like like a support system for international students. They can go in for how like tutor and stuff like that. So I, I made good use of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like I was able to like catch up with everything. Yeah. Yeah. The transition academically too is just like <clears throat> yeah. kind of gotta be like a whole new world, right? Yeah, yeah it's tough. Like, that's so tough. And like I didn't know anything about like standardized tests until I got to the United States how to like, standardize <laughs> tests like, to what? get into like college and stuff. Yeah. Like what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That system has like ultimately like made you both of you end up here. It's kind of a amazing a dope story that you both through this friendship yeah, before yeah. the bef- even before the, the trials in Ghana like you it's yeah. like this testament of friendship that's made it and you both end up at Michigan yeah, and yeah. even on another level academically and athletically how do you yeah. think being here has, has challenged you both individually like personally identity wise and, and on the field dealing with injuries or whatnot uh you mean like high school here or like Michigan in general? Michigan here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, for me personally, like Michigan is a great school and like a lot of like smart kids in class. So it's just like whenever you go to class, you just want to like prove yourself, I guess, because like everyone is like insanely smart. So you just got to like prove yourself and like it challenges you to like work hard and get good grades. And like mm-hmm. on the field too, like um, I think I've grown to be like more like a leader. Because, like, um, coming here my freshman year, like, I was, like, I was a bit scared because, like, I didn't know what it takes to be a leader here. But, like, talking to, like, the older guys and, like, like observing and, like, watching the coaches, like, talking to the coaches, like, and, like, learning from them was, like, made me become, like, a better person and, like, a, more like a leader because, like, I've experienced that now and, like, mm-hmm. I'm using my experience to, like, like, educate the younger guys, like, coming in. So I think, like, coming to Michigan was like a great choice for me because like academically and like soccer wise I've really learned and grown as a person yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah um, I think yeah I agree with that too because uh, for me personally like I didn't want to go to school in the first place I just wanted to go play soccer and um, so when I first when I first joined the academy I basically just wanted to go play ball I just wanted to play soccer but a lot of injuries like kind of made me change my decision to like just going to play soccer and trying to go both routes um so um i decided to come to america here and to get a good uh, education because um i mean i wouldn't want to say ghana has a bad academic system but just to compare like in the united states it is like a like a better standard of acad- academics here mm-hmm. so like high school here gave me the opportunity to like uh, put myself in a better position to learn better and to become a uh intellectually smart i guess because um my high school is a really good school it gave me the opportunity to um, put myself um, in a good position to come to Michigan um, because just imagine transition from Ghana to Michigan that's a huge transition but <laughs> yeah. you needed something like uh, like a like a I don't know like, like a in between like an in between a school like to like, actually transition you into like a college lifestyle in the United States so um, coming to Michigan here has been one of the biggest challenges of my life because academically it's a great school and um, I got to I get to compete against guys that are like not only from 
um, United States, but in different countries. And in Ghana, mm-hmm. it was basically just Ghanaians and more Africans, you know. But this is Michigan is giving opportunity to like uh, work with people that are like in different countries, different identities, different cultures. So everyone comes with different um, thinking, and uh, and I think Michigan has challenged me academically to be open-minded as well, and then to learn a lot. Um, and I could, and then the soccer part of it, I think um, Michigan, not only Michigan but college sports is like uh, very physical for me personally. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> less, it's less technical and more physical, I think, because. And the academy was very technical, like uh, yeah. you, you could be technically good and small and still play. I mean, older guys, but here if you're smaller and you're technically good, yeah. you still need to be stronger, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so That's just yeah. Americans, though. We're yeah. not as skilled. So like, exactly right. Yeah, like I, like, so I grew up playing, high, playing soccer, right? And I played in high school and I played in club. And in club, I was much better than in high school because you're in club you're surrounded by more yeah, like skilled players, players and you can pass the ball around in high yeah. school there's just like you kick the ball and you run and they and the yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like yeah. what am I supposed to do yeah, exactly. I'm 5'6 120 I can't yeah. I can't yeah. function out here <laughs> so yeah I think that's the only thing that I find challenging here but besides that there's I mean there are a lot of good players in college but it's, there's also a lot of players that are just playing physically and then mm. when you put all those two together it balances out and it's just like a Normal. It's not very technically like uh, skilled, but at the same time, not just all physical. You know, it's a mixture of both. And I think well, it's a challenge for me as well because I've not had that physicality like uh, where there's less technique, not less technique, but like where there's a lot of physicality and then less te- technical players. You know, yeah, it's been more technical mm-hmm. than physicality for me. Yeah. So especially you playing forward, I remember watching some games and yeah. you're going against and you too on the wing. Yeah. You're going against like these six five like brutes who are just like yeah. pulling on you the yeah. whole time and then chirping and then yeah. talking to you and uh, exactly yeah. yeah it takes like a lot of tenacity to you yeah and but then like you both of you are still trying to have found like a way to like spin oh yeah it. I think I found like, it right now found like your yeah. own like, creativeness still yeah yeah freshman year was not fun but yeah after that yeah we I was able to figure it out now come like I gotta be tough I gotta someone's trying to talk to you just ignore and let the score a goal that's it basically yeah. shut him up staying on, <clears throat> on freshman year like what were like freshman year always has like those like embarrassing moments like you just like you can't believe I just did that like what what, what were your guys like most embarrassing moments in freshman year <laughs> um, that's a hard <laughs> that's a, that's a hard there's a lot no that's a hard <laughs> portion <laughs> <hard word. laughs> um, embarrassing moment Oh, um, for me, um, it's for for both of us. Remember, it's like um, bridge. Like we had like an athletic meeting, and then we 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 showed up like an hour late because yeah. we took the wrong bus. And then, the like, wrong the bus. bus took us to like <laughs> the wrong place. Yeah. And then like we showed up like we walked in like an hour late and like everyone was like staring at us. I'm like, oh god, we should yeah. have walked in. We should have just stayed out. <laughs> yeah. It was so embarrassing. Yeah, we took a wrong bus to the wrong place. So yeah, it came in late and everyone was just looking at us. Yeah, oh, yeah. very embarrassed. Yeah. I I still don't understand the buses, so that makes you feel any better. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, coming in the freshman year though, there's like a lot of like new stimulus and stuff. I know you guys have found, at least through Instagram pictures, I think like this kind of culture, like Ghanaian culture, at the university. Mm-hmm. Um, can you guys talk a little bit about that? Like, I've seen, like, 
I think maybe in my memory at least, like there's a picture of you guys with food and like some other people from like this group. I think you guys are in. Oh, yeah, African. We have like a group chat. We have like an African. Yeah, African <laughs> group chat. Yeah, yeah. So, like, group chat. We get together, like cook, like eat, like socialize, like get to yeah. know each other. Yeah. Basically, yeah, so get to just hang out with your fellow African. Sometimes you like you miss hanging out with those people, like yeah. because you, you're in a different environment. Because they're like yeah. certain like jokes that you make like that that you like can't if make I make it. a joke like yeah. like an African joke you wouldn't get it but like if I make <laughs> like an African like someone yeah. from Africa they'll probably get it you know yeah. so like we miss those jokes for sure and, like, the laughs and stuff. yeah how so, unique is each like you're saying like Africa in general right how unique is each, each country's culture within Africa um, it is it's like it's different because like in Ghana we have like different like Tribes yeah. and like each tribe has its own like unique culture too, so it's just like it's a big. But there are some similarities like between those. Mm-hmm. Like I think African culture in general, there are some similarities in, in terms of like uh, like lifestyle and how people are raised and family. We all res- mm-hmm. like raised to be respectful, and listen to the elders, and then like um, when you are told to do something, you get it done. You don't question it and all that. Mm-hmm. But then it's but in different cultures. There are certain things that, for example, in my culture, like, uh, you probably wouldn't be, like, we have, like, uh, festivals that other cultures that in Ghana don't celebrate, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? So, like, we have, like, a festival called Fire Festival, and what we do is basically just burn, like, woods, and then we just walk on the street with burned stuff, you know, <laughs> just burn stuff. But, um, and then there are other cultures where there's, like, a food festival. They, basically, what they do that day is just eat, the whole day. you know, eat the whole day. <laughs> and then there's another festival, dance. But they are all in Africa, but it's different, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, some some of the similarities just the lifestyle of growing up and some of their African like uh, norms and jokes and I don't know food <laughs> and all that's very similar. Yeah. So yeah, us Americans could never, because I remember in the locker room you guys were like in your native language always like cracking jokes and laughing. Yeah. And I was always like, yeah, something yeah. is so funny and I'll never yeah, understand why. <laughs> so that's a lot of fun. You guys had this too, um, just like remembering some of these moments of like you dancing after some of the some of the games as well. Yeah, I have like videos. Yeah, like, I'm dancing like something yeah. I have to practice too. Like we play African music. And, like, <laughs> yeah, we dance to it. Maybe in the locker room. Yeah. Sometimes we do some African dances and people are like, "What is this guy doing?" Yeah. <laughs> And then it's like only ask me understand what it is like. Yeah. So <laughs> when you, like when you guys first came over, like I'm sure like you're like you're, you coming from Africa, like sort of like took you out of the main group now. But it seems like you guys have like leaned into it and like embraced it, part of it as like part of your identity within America. How did that like process happen? Be like, oh, this makes me different, but like, oh, like I value this and this is cool. Um, for me, I think it um, it started in like uh, in high school, cause um, I mean I went to like a predominantly like white um, high yeah. school, so mm-hmm. it's just like Massachusetts, right? Uh, Connecticut. Connecticut so it's like yeah. <laughs> it's like pretty easy for you to like stand out, so you just gotta like find your niche, I guess. Like trying to like it's hard to like trying to like keep up with your own culture and like like try to like respect other people's culture too. So, but like. It was it was challenging for me, but I had to like eventually like accept that because mm-hmm. like I'm in a different environment and like people are different like with different cultures, so I had to like 
like take take in like the good the good aspect and like keep my own culture. So that's I think it started in like high school. So when mm-hmm. I came here, it's like an easy transition for me. I think um, I think for me personally, like when I was in Ghana before I came to the U.S., I didn't feel different from anyone else because yeah. my my say my people and everyone that I knew that I could relate to. Mm-hmm. But coming to the United States, I feel like my first week or two, I was very awed in terms of like, because my high school was very white dominant. Like, and every time I was walking on campus, I just feel like, oh, I'm the only black guy here. Like, you know, I just have that concern. <laughs> yeah. But then. Um, as time went on and I started to make friends out of just even my high school or the black guys that I knew who played soccer around the area I just started to fit in like fit in but not also forgetting where I'm coming from you know yeah. Yeah. like trying to understand where um, where you are is different but at the same time don't forget who you are mm-hmm. kinder yeah so mm. but yeah and Love like that. being those like in high school like that's like you're thrown into a completely different new culture so like do you remember like what it was like to make your first friend in high school and like how like who that was and like how that happened yeah for me like my first friend is he's actually like i call him my brother now he's my brother now because i live i've been living with them for the past like seven years like uh-huh. like yeah. the like, family right yeah like yeah. they've taken me as like their own child so like so i've been living with them but so i told you i broke both collarbones and like he actually came to the game and like um when i was in the hospital he came he visited me like so that's how I got to know him and like we became friends and like he invited me to his house for like Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and then I went there and the family they were very nice to me open to me and they told me I like I can whenever I, I, I have whenever I need a place to stay like I can always come to them so that's how like I met him and he's like he's like one of my best friends and my my brother yeah yeah I think I was able to make friends like international friends like when okay. I got there because there are other youth kids who were like feeling really odd and lonely and all that so mm-hmm. I got to <laughs> talk to those guys and became friends so my friends were basically international students until three months into the school I think <laughs> instead of making friends out of that but yeah one of my closest friends uh, he was actually from Ghana as well um, mm-hmm. Shamsudi he was there before I got there so I think I wouldn't say my first friend because I knew him before that um, but besides him I made friends with another kid um, he, he was from Saudi Arabia Abdelaziz and I always hang out with that kid because he's a fun dude man <laughs> fun dude. Um, so yeah he's he, I think he's one of my closest friends now and then he was my first friend in high school besides Shamsuddin mm-hmm. so so why Michigan like wh- why commit to Michigan well, what other schools were you guys looking at um, I think we both looked we at had similar, similar schools. schools yeah I looked at um, Wake Forest Georgetown. Dude, Wake Forest is nice as soccer. Yeah. yeah. They're, They're nice so soccer. nice. Yeah, but they don't have the support that I'm getting here, so... Yeah. That's true. So I looked at, um, yeah, Yale, Duke, um, and a couple other schools, but um, I decided to go to Michigan because, like, they just have, like, a great support system for athletes. Like, we have the athletic, like, the academic center where you can go do work. Mm-hmm. We have, like, an amazing athletic center where you can get better. Mm-hmm. as an athlete and like the AC can get better as a student so like this is like a great support system and also the diversity here is amazing I love the diversity here like you can find like different cultures here and like people respect who you are you don't have to be like you don't have to try to fit in you can be yourself at the same time you can make friends and people respect who you are yeah, yeah. Love that. I think my um, I looked at similar schools as well and um, I also heard good things about the school here when I started looking at Michigan, one of my family friend who um, 
helped me actually come to Michigan. Um, his name is Doug Castellan. He um, he knew he knows a lot about coaches and schools and soccer and college and all that. So he helped me to look into Michigan. But also Farouk was he convinced me to come here as well. He um, he was like, yeah, you should come here. It'll be really cool. We grew up together. We went to the same schools. It'll be really cool to go to the same school again. And like, okay, sure. But yeah, um, but besides that, I think Michigan is like one of the best schools in the world, and um, and I've heard that not only from Michigan students but people that go to different schools. Mm -hmm. And even my high school, my coaches in high school and my teachers always like, yeah, you should go to Michigan. It's a great school. You're gonna love the big house. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not playing football, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> well, it's a it's, it's a great school, and I like the size as well. I just want to be in a school that because my high school is only 300 students, so like coming here, it's like a big difference so I'm like yeah I want to go to big school and I don't want to go to school where I see the same faces every day so I think that's one of the reasons why I exactly. came here too yeah and then the soccer program I just wanted to be part of a new um like a change you know because the coaches kept saying that we want a team to change the program we want a team to um put this program on the right path because the program has been struggling for a while I'm like yeah I would love to be in a team that's looking forward to change the program so that's one of the reasons as well I came to Michigan yeah we can't forget about the the dining hall either or the, the food late at night oh, yeah. I miss that so much oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so nice yeah quick snack exactly <laughs> in terms of the success of the team and stuff and you guys have definitely been really like influential in implementation of like putting our soccer program on the right direction where do you see it like going here now because it's been very stable right for yeah. the yeah. last three or four years and I think that's yeah. a testament to what you guys have been able to do or your class in general I don't know about my class but <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean huh. it's, go it's going yeah. in the right direction I'll say because we've made like the NCAA two years in a row and like hopefully we'll make it this year again this year yeah and just like just keep keep achieving our goals exactly game by game yeah I think everyone is motivated and, and, um, and like everyone is looking forward to making the team a better place because um, everyone is like trying to put in all their effort and their hard work on the team to make the team better and everyone wants to win. And I think if everyone wants to win and everyone comes together and put their ideas together and encourage and motivate each other, we all have one goal and it's easier to achieve the goal. Exactly. So, right. And the team is, everyone is um, very involved and everyone wants to come together. So I think that if Michigan, we continue doing that. There's going to be a lot of great stuff for us in the future. So Exactly. So, yeah. Coming out of college, what are your guys' like goals? Are they soccer-focused or professional-focused? or What are you guys looking at? For me, um, yeah, <laughs> soccer-focused. But I want to get my degree before I leave because mm -hmm. I came to America for, um, for my degree because I... I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but I, I I trained in Manchester City when I was a when I was in Ghana for a few years. So yeah. I, I traveled to England to train with Manchester City for a while, and then I got hurt. That's why I came to school. So coming here, if I don't get my degree and just go play pro, it's basically saying that why did you come to US then? Yeah. Because you know, I could just stay somewhere and become a professional player. Hopefully, then come to the United States. So my focus here is still become a professional player, mm -hmm. but that degree is the reason why I came here. So I have to get it before I leave. Would you wanna like a lot of? college players go through the MLS draft, right? Yeah. Would you want to do that, or are you looking at overseas options? Uh, well, I mean, yes, of course, I would love to go to the draft, but I don't have to rely on that because the draft is not very reliable. You mm -hmm. just you don't know whether you're going to make it or not, so you have to explore other options and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, definitely looking into Europe as well, so we'll see what happens.
So that is a wrap. Thank you all for listening to our first segment of the Michigan Daily Sports Podcast, Highway to Hell. This is your host, Lucas Rosendahl, and we cannot wait to see what the future holds for both Umar and Zaki.